and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances Show. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. And thank you so much for joining us tonight here on the CWR Talk Network. I want to just say thank you, God, for another day. Another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, we have a great, uh, fantastic show tonight. We have a, a special guest tonight. Uh, Ms. Sharon B. Jones is here in the house. And we will be talking about the effectiveness of having money talks between parents and children. Now, this is just part one. So uh, hold on to your chair. Hold on to your wigs. Hold on to your hat. Uh, we're going to touch on some other topics, no doubt, throughout our conversation for tonight and on next Tuesday night. So make sure to stay tuned in tonight, but make sure you also tune in on next Tuesday night as well. Uh, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. Again, the call-in number with your questions or your comments, the number is 917 917- Eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. Now, if you haven't visited the CWR Talk Network website, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, as I've mentioned on previous shows, we have a great monthly uh, magazine that's filled with some great content, great information uh, about what's going on in the world around us. But it also gives a summary of the shows that we have here on the CWR Talk Network. And so you can catch some of the other shows uh, with some great, great hosts uh, on various topics from career. We even have a millennial show uh, geared toward millennials. So uh, please go to the website and uh, sign up for the monthly magazine, but also check out the site while you're there as well. Uh, if you wasn't aware, you can hear all of the uh, programs of the CWR Talk Network uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So we have many ways that you can listen in to not only my show, but some of the other uh, host shows there on the CWR Talk Network. Uh, Let me tell you about a great event that's going on in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I had two great guests here on my show the early part of the year, Ms. Keisha Rivers and Mr. Kelvin, excuse me, Kevin, you're going to get me, Kevin, uh, Kevin Austin. Uh, they were here as past guests, individual shows, early part of the year, and they're going to be hosting an event uh, on October the 5th. They will be hosting the Accelerated Success Mindset to Mastery Intensive. You know, whether you are starting or growing a business, wanted to advance in your job or your career, you make sure that you will want to uh, take part in this event. Uh, so it will be October the 5th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, so you can go to the website to register at www.mindset2mastery.com. That's www.mindset2mastery.com. Dot com and register for that event. So let's go right into tonight's show. Uh, my guest is Miss Sharon B. Jones. She is a personal financial expert, educator, and motivational speaker. Uh, she's the founder of Teach Kids Money Management and the author of the book, 
family-friendly money recipes for kids. With experience as a licensed and certified financial professional, Sharon has a passion to see lives transform and has been a motivating factor for many individuals and families to turn their financial setbacks into financial victories. Her dedicated work contributed to a series of recommendations that include that include excuse me <laughs> I can't get my words out tonight uh, include improving financial literacy among children of all ages from preschool through post-secondary education. Among her numerous volunteer activities, Sharon served on the advisory board of the Academy of Business, Finance, and Entrepreneurship and was also founding board member, president, and chairperson of the Greater Washington Jumpstart Coalition for Personal Financial Literacy. She is active on the Collaboration for Excellent Parents team established by the National Alliance of Black School Educators Parent Commission and is a member of Experian Consumer Council. She resides with her family in the wonderful state of Maryland. I want to give a huge shout out, a big, huge thanks for Sharon joining in on the show tonight. Thank you for joining in tonight, Sharon. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing this evening? I am doing wonderful. It is such a privilege to have you here on the show. We have talked a few times, and I'm so glad that you're able to be a part of the show tonight as well as on next week. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, great. And like I said, this is part one of, of a two, I call it a two-part series, uh, uh, speaking with you. So I want to start off by uh, asking. I always like to ask these questions of all my guests uh, just to kind of give some perspective on the different, uh, the, I guess, the differences of, uh, that we may have uh, in growing up with money. So how was your money experience growing up? Uh, you know, we really don't have that much time tonight for me to tell you about all that, but I will give you some, <laughs> I will give you some indication. <laughs> you, okay. You know how we can talk, like you said. Uh, yes. First off, I want to say I grew up with three money messages in my family that I am passionate to pass on to every parent. Number one is character matters. Uh, train up a child in the way they should go, ready to learn and earn, respect others and ourselves. I was raised with tough love to control my emotions, focus on priorities over wants, and be resilient when faced with disappointment. Number two, without a vision, the people will perish. Envision higher education for a better future. Additionally, during family gatherings, the older relatives would ask the younger ones in school three questions. And I mean every time they saw they would ask, how old are you? What grade are you in? And how well did you do in school? Those, those, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, are you familiar with those questions, by the way? Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> kind of universal, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Well, I just think, yeah. in, in my family, it was such a big deal that education is a human right. So nobody took it lightly. When they asked, they had a deep motive 
They wanted to reinforce the importance of education. And, and the key word was earning. You know, a lot of times we equate the word earning to a job. Uh, and even now when I go and visit schools and, and have chats with the students, I talk about that their job is, is being a student and that they're earning great grades, right? Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got rewards, um, monetary rewards for the A's, and those who didn't make the A's were just encouraged, you know, to view education as a human right and to keep plugging away. Um, so our family should talk about money. That's, this is number three. We're talkers in our family. Um, how to earn it, spend it, save it, and share it. Now, what's most memorable to me is that discussions about family, spending, reading the monthly billing statements together, and even Hmm. practice with check writing for bill payments started when I was a preteen. No way. Yeah. They make such a big deal about it today, right? But it seems like an art that's been lost and needs to be revitalized. I agree. At the age, I agree too. Yeah. Amen. At the age, at, around that same age, actually, my chores included making a grocery list, shopping for my family meals uh, the, at the local supermarket, and doing the money math when I got the rest uh, receipt from the cashier. I learned about my parents' jobs and had some paid jobs around the neighborhood myself. I was a babysitter for starters, and I became a seamstress. And some of my family members were my first uh, clients. <laughs> and that's fantastic. Isn't that great to have support from your family? You know, that's, that's, that's your starting ground anyway from the home and branching out into your community. Amen to that. So other variable income, of course, you know, when I was, when I was a preteen, I didn't understand that term. Uh, but I had income. It was variable income, periodic income, you know. <laughs> hey, um, sometimes, sometimes I hope it's not periodically even now, though, <laughs> for me. Right, 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 right. So, <laughs> so I had variable income through the, uh, the jobs that I had and also through monetary gifts for birthdays, celebrations, and good grades. Um, but I knew how to save because we had a frugal yet fabulous family. And because of these mo- uh, money experiences, I became more aware of our family needs. Um, I was less impulsive about what I wanted and somewhat mature about my spending choices. And we grew closer as a family as everyone pitched in to cut expenses and save. Did that, you have that is it. I didn't have that exactly. Uh, uh, it was my parents worked hard. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned here on the show a, a few times, there were two primary, I say, principles that my parents instilled within us, and that is, uh, uh, my dad. I can hear my dad saying this even right now. Uh, don't. Uh, he, he said, don't live life, meaning don't, uh, how would he say that? Don't have a champagne life on a beer budget. 
That's one key thing. He didn't realize, I guess, to the extent that that uh, stuck with me. And I can always hear my mom say, do not spend all of your money. Now, those are just two simple things. Uh, my parents were not, uh, I guess, uh, very uh, educated in the area of financial well-being, but they taught us that, you know, hard work, uh, bringing home good grades, uh, and don't overspend. Don't buy things that you can't afford. Uh, if you can't a lot of times pay cash, then you really don't need it or, or, you know, at that time. If you can save up for it and buy it, that's different. I guess my saving grace was when I got into banking, um, uh, and then that's when I really got my – I guess my overall financial education. But when you talk about hard work, uh, instilling that with, uh, within me at an early age, oh, I got that totally. But the, uh, to the extent that you're sharing with us tonight, Sharon, you, I would have to say you're in the top percent, which now I'm doing those things with my children. I started them off early, teaching them about finance, teaching them about money, teaching them about my job. Uh, my wife's job. So here it is, a generation, and now I'm able to change and uh, make the next generation in my household and our family a lot stronger. So, but very, I, I love your, I love the institution, the foundation that you uh, that you had growing up. See, always something different here on my show. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, just the thing to you made me think about how much emphasis we put on education when, in fact, life brings opportunities for education every day, mm-hmm. you know. So to say that your parents um, may not have given you the same, obviously, exposure to financial uh, education like being a banker, but, yeah. it, you know, the real learning does start at home, you know. It really does start with building your character and, and understanding choices and understanding consequences, right? So Absolutely. You, you get you get that from home and somebody watching you and how, it can't get any more customized than that than, you know, having a parent look over your choices and communicate with you. And when your parent goes to the store, they don't just leave you with someone else, they take you with them so you learn how to shop, for example. Um, or when they're in the kitchen cooking, they don't leave you at the TV or the computer. They take you into the kitchen so you learn how to cook. Um, I remember taking home homemade lunches to school and then later getting money that I was responsible to manage my lunch and transportation expenses for school. And I don't remember having to confess that I came up short or owes the school any money, I mm-hmm. used the money, you know, for the purpose intended and appreciated that it came from my family's hard work. You know, Absolutely. That's- yeah, and that's, the, and that's something that I, with my kids, I mean, when you hit on those three points about uh, character matters, uh, it's amazing that you even say those two words uh, today. I actually posted something uh, on social media about uh, you know, what you say and what you actually do is a reflection of your character. So if I say one thing to my kids regarding money and I do something totally different, 
that's a reflection of my character, and I don't want to have an inconsistency between what I say and what I do uh, for myself, but especially for my children, and especially around money and you know and working and things like education. So that speaks well of the of the foundation that that we have currently, and it's something that uh, I encourage parents to lay that foundation with their own families. And, you know, for all of my young listeners that are listening in, do the same when you get to the point to where you're having your own family. Uh, create a good, firm foundation upon these principles that we're talking about tonight. So before we go forward, Sharon, I want to continue this talk, but we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to return back to our conversation regarding uh, tonight's topic. So hold on just a moment. We'll be right back. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. Hey, if you have really, really tried to lose weight going from one diet to the next, stop right now and listen to me. Let Jen Han help you. Jen is a food coach and body image expert in her new show, Nutrition Tips with Jen Han, The Effortlessly Easy Path to Weight Loss, is now on the CWR Talk Network. Jen's aim is to dispel all the myths related to dieting, debunk food rules, and bring enjoyment and sanity back to eating. You shouldn't feel guilty about eating the things you enjoy. Jen has lived through the battle of dieting and binging herself for 13 years and has tried every diet plan, every program, and every solution that promised weight loss. Hypnosis, diet pills, cleanses, detoxes, you name it, Jen's tried it. It wasn't until she looked at what was underneath the food that she saw any lasting healing. Now Jen teaches others the truth about dieting and how to enjoy eating normally. Listen to Jen's podcast, Nutrition Tips with Jen Han, The Effortlessly Easy Path to Weight Loss, on the CWR Talk Network online at blogtalkradio.com forward slash CWR Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash CWR Talk Radio and search for Jen Han or go directly to Jen's podcast on our website, CWRTalkNetwork.com and select Jen's page from the menu bar. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. So if you just joined in tonight, I have a very special guest. Ms. Sharon uh, B. Jones is uh, my guest tonight, and we're uh, talking about... Uh, uh, 
the topic tonight is the effectiveness of having money talks between parents and children. And we've just been kind of sharing. Uh, Sharon has been sharing with us uh, her money experience growing up. And I just want to continue that conversation uh, regarding money. Uh, I want to ask a question, Sharon. Um, why is it important to speak the same language regarding money, meaning from a parent to children perspective? Before I uh, give a response from my heart, I want to share with you a, a, a scenario that's real um, okay. between a grandparent and her grandson. is a six-year-old boy, right? He, he says, Grandma, do you know what the good life is? And before she could say a word, he leaned toward her with a huge smile and said, I do. It's when you can go on vacations, travel, eat good food, and stay in hotels. She was so surprised at what she was hearing. Child, a good life is when you can work, have your own home, pay your bills on time, and not worry about how you're going to live each day. And and when when I think about that, I think, do we have any idea how young we begin to form an image of the good life? Can we hmm. imagine someone, you know, as young as William, a six-year-old, starting such a serious conversation with his grandmother? Wow, that's a very good. That's a very good point. I mean, uh, it, to me, it's perception is everything, and then we look at what we are inundated with from television, entertainment from social media, from just the world around us. Uh, that's that's eye-opening. <laughs> that really is, from a six-year-old standpoint. Yes, and, and truly, um, a lot of times, young people are very underestimated. Uh, and, and it's important to communicate with them to identify where they are. Um, so that we can reach them and teach them. You know, uh, with this scenario as well, um, there's a question as to who's got the right perspective, William or his grandmother. Hmm. You know, uh, (laughs) perhaps we can combine, (laughs) right? We can combine both of of their perspectives into one and help William become the millionaire he is meant to be, likely. Although being a millionaire is... (laughs) Being a millionaire isn't exactly the dream of every person, but certainly living a good life is what we all desire. But how do we define it? It's really important to be able to hear from them what they're thinking and and help them to to define it with uh, everything that they should be focused on. Um, Also, speaking the language, you know, young people look at, what you say and what you do, and and they're mm-hmm. very they can be very legalistic, you know. If they feel like you know what you're saying and what you're doing, they're not lining up. And I, I know you can appreciate that statement. Yes, I can. I, I have two teenage daughters, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So modeling good money habits. And also good, healthy eating, you know, is is really important. That's something I would encourage parents to get involved with, with their their own children. And communication 
um, really comes where everybody can can meet each other midway without being judgmental. Um, and so if if you can break bread together, you know, have have a meal on the table and sit down together, that time can be blessed with enlightening conversation. Um, certainly for parents to speak a language that, that young people can relate to, they need to have open-ended questions um, as opposed to closed-ended questions because, you know, they're not going to get the information they need to move forward with their their children. Um, and, and you said a key you said a key thing, Sharon. Uh, not only just the open-ended question, but allow uh, our children to talk. Uh, I mean, you would never know uh, what's on their mind or, or you know on or in their hearts unless we give them that opportunity to speak uh, to answer that question. Not just we just tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Let them begin to share with you their thoughts. And, of course, being responsible parents, we can help shape and influence uh, their lives. But giving them the opportunity to share, uh, I found that to be so true uh, with both of my girls. I, you know, it's, it's been an absolute joy, uh, yet challenging, uh, raising uh, two children. Uh, well, no, me and my wife raising two children and raising two uh, two girls. And and it's, I'm not trying to go there, but I found that, you know, uh, my young girls, they talk more than the average boy any day. So uh, we do, <laughs> yeah, we do break, you know, when we do eat there at the dinner table, which we try to do every night, uh, it's open forum to talk. And and we do hit on these issues of finance and education and uh, eating habits. Uh, all these things are brought forth during that dinner time, you know. And I, I think that's something that a lot of families miss out on today um, with this fast-paced life that we have. Uh, we don't sometimes take the time to sit down and have a meal on a consistent basis and just talk. No TV. No social media, no telephone. Just sit there and talk uh, and learn and hear. Right. So, so my goal is to help parents understand some very strategy that they can have with their uh, their children, uh, so that they can help them to move forward. College readiness should start at a very young age. And uh, it's really not complicated, but it does it does mean that parents need some help uh, with regard to materials and resources and, and uh, folks they can trust to work with them. I, I yeah. see the time is, is moving right along. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it does go fast. Uh, I'm so glad that we're doing a part two on next week. Um, so we're going to have to, of course, unfortunately, shut it down for right now, our conversation. But Sharon, uh, we have, as as I tell I tell my listeners, uh, Sharon and I, we can plan. You know, we have planned to do like a 15 minute conversation sometime on the phone, and an hour easily goes by. So, uh, being not only uh, in the field of finance, but uh, a lot of just good common ground, uh, even from a uh, God standpoint, uh, we have a lot that we are able to share with each other, learn from each other. 
but uh, just a wonderful, wonderful person. And uh, that's why I wanted to have you here on the show tonight to share your knowledge, to share your experiences, and to give some good nuggets of information, not just financially, but just from a life standpoint. So I want to thank you so much for this part one uh, tonight, Sharon, for joining in tonight. Well, thank you. It, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed the time. I'm so sorry I went so fast. I'll forward to next week. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a wrap uh, for tonight. I want to just give a huge thank you again uh, for Sharon being a sh- uh, guest here on the show. And like I said, this is part one uh, tonight. Part two would be next week, same time, same place, uh, but not the same way. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion uh, on, uh, I call it, I just say in short, money talks. So you can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the CWR Talk Network. Now, if you have missed any of my past episodes of the show, you can catch them on the website, but you can also go to Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes. But you can also go to my website as well. I've archived all of the shows. I actually created a gallery that shows uh, all of the past guests that have been here on the show. And my website is www.shipmanconsulting.com. And if you're not following me on social media, I would encourage you to please do so. You can catch me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel as well. So make sure you join in next week for part two uh, as we continue our conversation. And uh, Sharon, I thank you again. And we will talk to you next week. Well, we're going to talk before next week, but uh, we will see you again on the show next week. That's great. And can I just mention www.sharonbjones.com? They can visit me as well. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Please visit. I forgot to even give that uh, over. Uh, My apologies, Sharon. Uh, Please go to Sharon's website, www.sharonbjones.com. Dot Sharon B. Jones dot com. And by the way, I only read just a portion of her resume or of her background of her biography. She has a huge, I mean, very humble, but she's, oh, you, you've done so well, uh, not only just for yourself, but for investing in the lives of people, which is most important. But yes, please visit Sharon B. Jones dot com. Uh, you also, I didn't give you, I know that you have a book as well, which we didn't get a chance to talk about tonight, but, uh, there's, a uh, information regarding your book, uh, on the website, but we're going to talk about your book on next week for sure. All right. So thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap and we're going to close it out. And again, thank you so much, Sharon, for joining in and we look forward to carrying our conversation on next Tuesday. Indeed. Well, everybody, remember these words regarding your life and your money. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. Talk to you next week. And now we're going to go out with a song called Breathe by Randy Scott. Amen.